Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast. This is another bonus God Met Me Here interview. And today, I'm with Miss Lori Astworth, and we are here to share her God Met Me Here story. Lori, welcome to Unresolved Life. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are um, very excited to have you. So, Lori, can you kind of give us an idea of who you are and a little bit of your uh, backstory? Did you grow up as a Christian? Did you grow up not as a Christian, that kind of thing? So, I um, grew up Catholic. When I was about 30 years old, I moved out of my comfortable um, place where I had grown up and realized I was on my own and um, needed something in my life. And at that time, I was a few people that I had met had introduced me to a church I started going to. It wasn't Catholic, but I realized there was something more, realized that I could have a personal relationship with God. And I was actually saved at the age of 30 um, and went on a journey just trying to understand what does this look like? And my life has forever been changed and I just fully rely on God and what he's, I mean, through every step of the way now in my life. And so, uh, yeah, I'm almost 50 now. So <laughs> um, it's been a great thing, but I do have four kiddos and I'm married to uh, my husband of almost 18 years. That sounds wonderful. And it sounds like God has really uh, shown himself to you. You were included in this God Met Me Here project. So I want to ask you, what is your God Met Me Here story? It started when my son, my youngest son, who is now almost 10, was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And he was three and a half. So it kind of talks about the story of all those things that you know you should do, um, but you don't have any control over. And I was in the middle of a Bible study, something that I used to go out and do, you know, meet at the church, have a Bible study. Um, but I started not being able to just do those typical things. And so I started having the Bible study in my home. It was during one Bible study that our little group was doing that reminded me that I am not in control, that God is in control. And it was at that time that I really just let go and let God we had food issues. We had communication issues. He was nonverbal. It's like I was gathering all this information, knowing what I should be doing. But if a child isn't willing, then they're not going to do it. And as soon as I let go of that control, I started to see things happening, started to see him changing. And, and it's amazing. But then the one thing that I shared the most in the story that I wrote was how the process of my son had done two years of preschool successfully. He had a great para with him. And when he went into kindergarten, he struggled. He's, and I didn't know why, but for whatever reason, about a, a year before that, my oldest daughter had wanted to come home to homeschool. And I'm like, no, that is not in our plans. Um, I am not a teacher. I had things I wanted to do. And she kept bugging me about it. And I'm like, well, for whatever reason, I'm going to let her come home and God will equip me. And so I brought her home, not knowing that she was preparing me 
and God was preparing me for my son. Two weeks into his kindergarten year, he started becoming very anxious and resisting me. And for me, I thought, you know, if if I could at least have a sweet, caring, loving child with autism, I wanted to keep him that way. The other part of trusting God was I, I struggled with what will people think? This is not the typical thing to do. You know, if he's on the spectrum, he needs more help than most kids. So, you know, you need to push him through the system. And what I've learned is that I trusted God and I've watched him. I mean, he would be in fourth grade right now and I've watched him grow and progress. And he has taught me that every child that is put on this earth has a purpose and a plan. And, you know, God has that ultimate plan for all of my children. And so that's just what I shared, um, kind of just stepping out and doing, you know, what is good for you and letting God really be in control of that. I used to get so much anxiety over certain things. And as soon as I would let go and just go with my gut and what God was telling me to do, that, that fear and anxiety, my heart would just stop pounding so much. And I just felt a sense of calm. That rings so many bells. As uh, my audience knows, but you may not, we have a special needs kiddo of our own. Um, she's not on the spectrum, but she displays a lot of the uh, tendencies of the spectrum. One of the first things that we had to, because she was special needs and she had so many medical issues, one of the first things that we had to learn was to trust God. It was, it was so, I mean, there was nothing like watching a medical team trying to revive her kiddo. That is, that's the ultimate trusting God. And I can, I can, I can so relate to what you're talking about. When you have those special needs little ones, it really does test your faith. Did you have any, when, during the time of your transition with your uh, uh, kiddo, did you have any time where you just out and out said, God, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, I often, you know, question that. And I remember years and years ago telling my husband, like, I really, like, I am not, I don't feel like I'm on this journey to just be on this journey, to just gather all this information, work on everything as a family and not have a purpose behind it. That is, and my husband's like, you know, it, it, there might not be anything else. It just might be how we get through this journey. But um, in my heart, I knew that there was, there was something more. And so my son, he started talking. Um, he, he really started, we started seeing tons of stride, you know, just progress. And he became social and all these things, and I'm able to have respite and all this, but in my heart, it developed this passion for other families who were going through the same thing that we are. So one thing I did, I did ask God and I asked God, like, why do my other three kids have to be on this journey, sacrificing a normal, typical night out or, you know, going to Disneyland and just having a typical day. And so I did ask that. But then when I talk to my kids, it's more of like, this is what I'm trying to teach them is there is a purpose for us 
you know, he's part of our family, not just me. He's, he's part of our family. And so we're supposed to learn and take something from this and, you know, maybe have a little bit more compassion for these, these kiddos that have special needs. And so that is, that's, that's really why I started our nonprofit is because I do have a passion for helping the people who um, are in this community like mine. Uh, and does your profit just focus on uh, autism or is it for all special needs kiddos? It is for all special needs kiddos. So, and it, we just started it a few months ago. I am trying to build it to see what the needs are in our area. Um, but what I've really found is respite is huge. Yeah, it's it's called the circle room. And um, my main thing right now is to to work on the respite piece, but I really want the community as a whole, like I want to support the siblings. I want to have resources. I want to support the the spouses so that the parents, you know, how can we build stronger relationships for the husband and wife who are in this situation with the mom who might be taking care of the child all day and the husband who's working hard all day, you know, how can we bring those, those things together and build healthy marriages around it? So yeah, it's, it's just starting, but um, God and I have a lot of big plans, I think. <laughs> when God gives you a gift like that, it's a very rare, and I'm talking about the gift of our special needs kiddos. It's a very rare gift. When we were uh, attending a candlelight service many, many years ago at uh, Mike's former church, we had someone pray over us. And they told us, God is going to give you a very rare and special gift. We had no clue what it meant. Now, many years later, I now believe that that gift was Mandy. There's something about having a special needs kid out there. Something about that. What is the one thing that you want to see come out of your experience? If someone could read your story, what do you want them to take away? I think the biggest thing is that is to tr- to trust God's plan and and although and the the hard part for me is that I know there are other people out there that have it way worse than I do and it's for those people that I really have the heart for but to to really trust God's plan in this and draw closer to him and and knowing your purpose in this like for me it's like how can I help another family in this journey, you know, how can I, even if it it is, the circle room is about prayer. So that is, that's why it's called the circle room. Um, because we want to be circling these families prayers, whether they're tiny, small prayers or the biggest would be the biggest miracle that they ever could imagine. Because we just believe that we still, you know, sometimes we don't hear about miracles and it's like, what is a miracle? I mean, is it a miracle that my son talked after, you know, not talking for so long? And, you know, so it's like, whether it's small or large, we do, we want to be praying for these families. Um, So that is the key. You know, what is, what is your purpose in this? How can you help someone else through your, your personal journey? And um, just always have faith that, you know, your story is not over. You know, keep having faith in in this journey that you're on. Amen. You know, it's like, you asked the question, what's a miracle? Um, 
I think back, it's a miracle that my daughter no longer has a trach and a G-tube. At our first event, I met a girl, and it was so awesome to have my kids there um, at these events that we have started doing for these families. But it's awesome for my kids to see that we do need to be praying for this girl was there who was having a hard time with her G-tube. And it really softens the heart of these kiddos to see someone else struggling worse than you. You know, it's like you can, you can get mad that we can't do typical things, but then when you see the blessings that we actually have compared to other people, it really softens your heart. And, and so, yeah, but you know, we were able to sit down right there and pray for that family, you know? And so that's the beautiful thing. And it's so amazing how God shows up right in the middle of your storm, of your storm and your trial and whatever you're going through, how he shows up and makes him and and proves himself faithful. There's so many things that we could touch on um, just around your story and around this topic. Um, It's a passion for Mike and myself. And, uh, I really appreciate what you were doing with the circle room and sharing your God met me here story. I really, I, I think it's going to touch a, uh, a lot of people. So is there anything else that you want to leave our audience with? Well, we have our landing page that we will have as we're building our nonprofit. We just did a fundraiser for our website. And so it's super exciting, but it is circleroomministry.org. So that is where you'll be able to find us. And we, we look forward to just reaching families. And um, this is something that when we grow, it can grow anywhere. So we want to. Are you uh, looking to, are you looking to take this national? I would love to. Um, we just moved here from Minnesota. So we're in Colorado now and I have a heart back there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would love for this to nationally. Lori, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really think it's going to impact a lot of people. Guys, this is just one of many examples of stories that are featured in the book, God Met Me Here. And if you guys want updates as to like what we're doing and the stories and the book launch itself, go to www.unresolved.life forward slash launch. And we will have all the links that that are needed, uh, including a link to Lori's ministry in the show notes. So with that, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been the Unresolved Life podcast. We will speak again next time.